Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the Estate Agents podcast. I'm Luke St. Clair. I'm joined by uh, my co-presenters, Stephen Brown. Hi, Stephen. Hi there. How are you? And I'm joined by another co-presenter, Andy Overman. Hi, Andy. Hi. How's it going? And we also have a special uh, guest today, all the way over from Australia. We have Sean and Edward from NGU um, on the Gold Coast. So we'll be talking to them shortly. But Stephen, what have you been up to this week? Had another turn your data into gold um, session this week. Again, excellent results. More landlord founds, um, more opportunities created um, and great, great session. Plus a list of masterclass as well on how to get higher fees and a better conversion rate. So loads of fun and games. Keeps me out of mischief, Luke. Ah, fantastic. So uh, do you want to introduce this week's guests and see what uh, see what they can provide to the audience at home? Yeah, of course I would. So first of all, I'd like to welcome um, Edward and Sean um, from Australia. We had the pleasure of meeting you and you were really, really kind to um, welcome us into your offices um, and then take us for a few bevies. But the less we say about that, the better. Um, can you introduce <laughs> yourselves? Tell us a bit about yourselves. Um, with uh, with Edward, really interesting story because um, you came over from Northern Ireland to Australia. So what's all that about? I know, right? Um, so uh, just a very short recap. So I left Northern Ireland 17, went to university in Scotland, and then I was a stock trader in London for six years, and then emigrated to Australia three and a half years ago. Uh, rolled into real estate about two years ago, um, worked for McGrath for the first 18 months where we became the number one team and then opened up our own office around seven months ago, NGU Gold Coast, with Sean, Karen, the new boys in the room, the Matthias, Shannon. Fantastic. And what about you, Sean? Um, so <clears throat> myself, uh, I started as a builder at Chibi, um, which is known as a carpenter for, for all you non-Australian <laughs> people out there. <laughs> Um, so from basically from there, I transitioned into real estate uh, because my father owns a couple of real estates himself. Um, so I guess it was it was meant to be. It's in the family. So like I said, I transitioned into that. The first year I was there, um, I had a really successful year. I wrote about four hundred thousand GCI in my first year. Um, and basically from there, I moved into McGraw where I met Ed, and he came to me with this brilliant idea one day to start NGU and uh, I moved across with him and here I am. Fantastic. So um, so it, what would be your kind of advice for anyone looking to either start out by themselves or going into a fresh office, fresh area um, as to the key activities that they need to be getting their head down and doing? So <clears throat> since I'm the since I'm the new kid on the block here. So uh, the first thing that you need to do is like have a plan or a vision, I guess, as to where you want to be and what you want to do. Uh, my plan and vision is that I want to be the number one in Queensland initially. So um, that's kind of my vision board, if you like. And um, there are a couple of, you know, subplots off to that, like wanting to speak at ARAC and, and you know, want to break the million dollars in my, in my first five years. Um, so that's, you know, some of my goals have already been ticked off, but still working towards the others. So have a plan, have a vision, have an understanding of who you're going to be as 
as an agent, I think it's very important and it's something that you learn over time. Uh, with my love for technology and innovation, that's kind of what I'm becoming known for, I guess. Um, and if you've got a clear plan of, of who you are, then you can do the other stuff, which is, you know, what, what people would speak to you boys, like, you know, Andy and Luke and Stephen about, you know, prospecting plans and being the CEO of yourself, which is the chief energy officer. And, you know, mapping out a, a more logistical plan, which is X amount of calls or X targets and, and, and blah, blah, blah. So all that stuff's e- all that stuff's easy to work out and follow. Well, it's not easy, but, you know, it's you, you can map it out. But the number one thing you've got to do is know who you want to be because there's yeah. nothing worse than somebody who lacks authenticity. People can smell it a mile away. So just figure out who you are, who you want to be, and then go from there. Very important. Yeah, Edward, I read great reviews and, and you have a, a hell of a social profile um, as, as an individual and as a group. Um, one thing I'd really like to drill into, though, is that you talk and speak very, very highly of a certain young lady in your office who I think you describe as the glue of the office, um, and that's Shannon. Um, yeah. How d- does she work within the mechanics of, I mean, uh, forgive me, you're a team of four uh, yourself. Yeah. Sean, Shannon, Karen. Yeah. What's Shannon's role? How, how is she the glue of that team? Okay, cool. So essentially Shannon's role is there, there, there's in our, we'll call it pound productive and pound not productive. We call it dollar productive or non-dollar productive. But a pound productive task would be something that's going to bring pounds into the business. And a non-pound productive task is something that's not. So that's down to like printing, organizing contracts, um, making sure the photographers are booked at a certain time in a certain place, um, running over um, all the projects to make sure there's accuracy and everything's done timely. Um, as you boys probably have gathered so far, I'm a bit of an urgent animal. So when something comes into my eyes, into my head, I, I already want to expect it to be done yesterday. Um, even though I've just come up with the idea, that's just how I'm built. Um, and the, the thing that puts Shannon above anybody else, in my opinion, is that I can literally tell her what's in my head and she can execute it. So wow. that's why she's the glue. Shannon also yeah. knows where I am at all times. She manages the calendar. Um, yeah. They're just down to everything, really. It's, it's, yeah. it's business side. It's mindset side. It's logistics side. It's everything. She took me shopping last week to put me on a new diet. everyone needs a shannon so um you mentioned um uh earlier about how you love tech and uh i understand that you've uh, been a cover boy uh on a magazine in australia called elite agent and it talks about big data um what what was all that about yeah cool so um yeah elite agent is run by samantha mclean who's who's just won the the editor award for, for Australian business. Um, it's a very successful magazine over here and it's, it's really well revered. Um, it was a special technology issue. Um, and so with my background, because I used to work in alg- um, algorithmic bond trading, so with my background in that and just my love for, for all things technology and where it's going, then that's kind of why they picked me, um, according to them. And what I believe in is, you know, a lot of people still do the, you know, the draconian ways of marketing, which is your letterbox drops, your handwritten cards and all that. 
And whilst I don't devalue those methods, I think there's there's definitely gold in there. Um, I, I just want to, I just see that in 48, 72 months time, those things will pretty much be obsolete. So I want to get an advantage over that by what I call digital door knocking, which is, you know, getting in front of people via their screen. Um, a terrifying fact at the weekend was when I looked at my screen time, which is a iOS update, it shows that I'm on my phone for hours per day on average, which is pretty terrifying, but I'm not sure, I'm sure I'm the only one out there. So why would I waste my time putting junk in people's letterboxes, which is an expensive habit, um, when I can just pick up my phone, record a quick video, boom, off it goes. So, um, and where would you um, where would you be putting that video out to? So if if agents over here in the UK could pick up a, a tip from what you're doing in terms of your digital door knocking, where are you putting that video? Okay, so one thing that's interesting is like for example, I only started Instagram um seven months ago when we opened up ngu real estate um and i only started using facebook when i moved into real estate so i had no prior experience so it's not too late to learn it just takes effort youtube videos and whatnot so the the main two are facebook and instagram you've just got to be on those if you're not get on them um linkedin is an extension of those two and then you can go down the other channels which is your twitter and your snapchat but really instagram and facebook are the are the number number one and you can't do one without the other. There, there, you know, there's a lot of pollination there. So Facebook and Instagram, get those and get them quick. And if you're not on them professionally, which is a business page, not just a personal page, then get on those like now and start learning. Okay. Thank you, Edward. Um, great tips there. Sean, can I ask you a question, please? Yeah. Um, videos. Now, when we came over, you showed us uh, an amazing dog video that you do. And I know you use video as part of your com- campaigns. Um, yes. And obviously, you've got vendor paid advertising there, which definitely helps. But how has video helped um, with achieving your vendors, um, you know, the highest net price for their biggest tax-free asset? Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess the best, the best thing I can do or myself and Edward can do is give you a case study for a property that we just sold, which uh, was it was in Miami. Um, so, so basically, I'll give you the rundown as to um, you know where it started, which was obviously from the prospecting side of things. Um, he had obviously seen a lot of the stuff that we've been doing via video, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, which then allowed for him to interact with us. So basically what he did is, as Ed was touching on before, um, it allowed him to get a bit of a sense as to who we were before actually meeting us by engaging with the video that we're putting up, photos, things like that. Um, so we then went and saw him. He was well aware of obviously, you know, the marketing that we did, the video that we did. Um, the biggest thing to do, I guess, that we did as well was show him our statistics around it. So factual evidence to the fact that video does work as long as it's engaging and people uh, are willing to sit there and, and, and watch it. So 60 seconds we find is there is the right amount of time. It's not too long. It's not too short. Um, and basically what we did with him is we, we sat down, curated the story. We obviously got him and his, uh, and his family together as well. So it's not just based on what we think and how we think it should be done. We, we involve everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a group it's like a, a, gr- a group vision. Yeah, it's a team. It's a team. 
Um, so from there, we basically came up with the idea of the video. Uh, we then filmed it and it ended up being the most viewed property in Australia nationally, the video that we did. Wow. So wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah, correct. Um, so how we did that was through... Love that. Correct. Correct. Yes. correct. <laughs> how, we, uh, yeah, yeah. How, how we did that, though, was through the social media avenues. So I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're selling at the moment, you have to be, I don't want to say they're basic platforms, but I, I guess they are becoming basic, and that's your realestate.com's. Uh, your domains, things like that. Like you need to be, you need to be on a level playing field to begin with. But then it's about what do you do outside of that to then differentiate yourself from everybody else. Myself and then Courtla being the purple cow. There's no point being in the herd. You've got to separate yourself. So um, that's what we did on the social media side of things with the video, which then led people to realestate.com and domain those platforms. So you still need them. Um, and it then became the most viewed property in Australia, and we sold it for I think it was eighty thousand dollars above what what everyone was giving us in terms of price feedback. That's phenomenal. You guys are achieving some great results and definitely leveraging your position socially. Um, I really want to drill into, um, I think I saw a post from Edward the other day on one of the social profiles and um, Ed was saying that, it, you know, it, it's not been the easiest start. It's it, It's been hard graft. I want to really drill into what what makes you guys tick apart from beer, I understand, but what guys, what, what makes you guys tick? What What's your, your driver? Competition. We like to compete. We see we see real estate. Real estate's just a, a part of industry. It's what you know. It's the biggest industry in the world, actually. Um, and no matter what your industry is, you know you've got to be competitive. So for us, it's like sport. You know, I used to be a footballer. Sean used to be a footballer. You know, we're too shit at it these days, so we have to choose something else. So you know, we're um, yeah. <laughs> Because up here, <laughs> so um, no, seriously, we um, it's it, it's for us, it's like it's going onto the field, right? Every day, so we want to win. We want to be number one every time you're at a listing and presentation. You know, real estate is one of these interesting models where you actually have to sell something twice before you get paid, which I don't know in any other industry that you really do that. So you've got to sell yourself to get the listing, and then you've got to sell the property. So twice you've got to secure a seal before you even get a sniff of a, of a payment. So it's quite difficult. But also during that period, you have to acquire money from the people to pay for your marketing because we don't do free marketing for anybody. So it's, there's, a, you know, there's a double sale scenario. And that means that you've got to be competitive and you've got to be better than the rest in some shape or form. Um, and that comes from having an identity. So our identity is... I love that guy. Pardon? I said, I love that guy. Second is the first place of a loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, so in terms of the challenges and stuff, one, one, one of the difficulties, like Sean says, about the video, just to expand on that a little bit, a lot of people in, 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 in the UK and, and in other places, they, they might be creating videos, but what they're not doing is actually pushing them out to the right channels. So what we do is we, we run our own um, Google Analytics and our own Facebook Analytics in, in, internally. So I manage that and I review them every single day. And if something's performing better in a certain way, then we apply more budget to it. 
So it's not just a case of you click boost on, on Facebook and hope for the best. We actually monitor it like almost like monitoring the stock markets, which is my previous life. So we're constantly, you know, throttling the data to increase our results to, you know, to drive the videos to the right places so that we can secure a buyer property because that's the goal, right? If you don't sell the house, what's the point? Yeah. Now that's, um, that's brilliant. Yes. The, uh, the, the other thing around video, which, which I was touching on then too, is as I said to you previously with um, the last property that we sold, it allowed, it allowed that person to basically build a relationship with us without actually really knowing us that well. So it kind of humanized us in a way. So I guess, don't be afraid to get in front of the camera as long as it's, I guess, as long as you're giving good content and there's value in it. Um, people are seeing you without you actually knowing that you're seeing, sorry, people are seeing you without them actually, without you, sorry, actually knowing that they're seeing you. And they start to form that um, opinion of you and build a relationship with you without you actually having to, to do anything. So when you go and see them, they feel like they know yeah. it's yeah. comfortable. And a lot of people, like, again, sorry, just expanded on that. A lot of people, um, in the industry, we'll get caught up on what I call vanity metrics, which is how many likes, comments, and all that kind of stuff you have on it. That really doesn't matter. There's people that have never liked one post of mine's, but for example, there was a guy on Saturday who I went out with, went to a fancy dress party, and he said, oh God, you're all over social media, and it's it's really interesting because sometimes I forget that you're actually trying to sell people something, and I, I was thinking about that. It's because you mix it up with a bit, with a know personal stories about us in our everyday life it might be something silly it might be something fun a lot of it is because we have a lot of fun and that's important but you got to mix it up with business and personal there's no you know secret sauce that says x percent business x percent personal that's too stuffy just like pick it up and just do stuff constantly and try and make it as quality as possible and that's kind of how you start to engage in, in social media people don't need to like it and in terms of pushing the like button, they'll see it. If it's quality content and it's regular and they're connected to you, people will be noticing, people will be watching. They might just not choose not to click the button. Social stalkers, they're called. They just stalk people yeah. when they're engaging. So, you know, it's not about getting 5,000 likes and blah, blah, blah. It's about reach. Focus on your reach. Yeah. So when you've got yeah. your business pages and everything else, you can really drill down to the to the analytics of it and check your reach. For example, on the case study Sean was giving on Sunshine Parade, um, in a short two-week campaign, the actual feedback was 900,000. We sold it for a million and 25. So it was over $100,000 probably than it was, um, than people were expecting it to go for. So then that's a lot of money. That's like 10% of yeah. the market. Um, <clears throat> so- Yeah, no, that's an exceptional result for your owner. Yeah, exactly. And it makes us, you know, it basically renders us our services free and then some, which is the, you know, why you engage a real estate agent, right? If anybody could sell it themselves for a market price, they would, and then save themselves the percentage. Um, you know, we charge 3% over here, so we need to beat that. Um, yeah. Which will probably shock a lot of UK guys. I don't think you charge that much, but most <laughs> most people here don't either. We're just a bit greedy. Um <laughs> So like so we had a million people on Google in only two weeks and we reached a quarter over a quarter of a million people through Facebook and Instagram in two weeks. Those are yeah. some phenomenal figures. And if people just worried about how many likes and comments we had, then you know that's crazy. Focus on yeah. push it out, yeah. get it as far as you can. 
as for as long as you can. But don't don't get me wrong. If people do interact with it and comment and share, it is much better. It's picked up much better by the algorithms than yeah. keep pushing it out. So try and get people to do it, but it's just a difficult thing, right? Because you know how many real estate agents are trying on social now. So do something different, start yeah. out, and whatever that looks like, push it out. It's not for free. Yeah. We have we have big marketing budgets, and we lose a lot of listings yeah. because of it. But you know what? If we're going to get the results that we are and be known as the brand that we are, we need that money. So it's non-negotiable. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you touched on there is that re- reviewing uh, your campaigns that you're putting on Facebook. Don't just set it and forget it. Actually review how effective they are. So if you do need, if one is going particularly well, then then tweak that budget up to get a better reach, get a b- result for your owner. Um, but also the ones that aren't performing particularly well, analyze it look at why and see how you can tweak it to make it perform better Um, whereas i think a lot of people are guilty in setting it to boost or creating an advert and then reviewing reviewing it in a week's time two weeks time when that campaign finishes and think oh that wasn't great um and not actually tweaking it as as you go along i mean that's that's uh that's kind of exceptional yeah so um, you boys at direct last year remember probably remember a comment um, they were talking about Domino's Pizza, and the, CEO, yep. and the CEO mentioned that Domino's Pizza he tried it once, and the crust tasted like cardboard. It was disgusting, um, and that was the yeah. CEO. And he said that actually Domino's Pizza is ninety percent a technology firm, which you guys will appreciate. You click buttons on your phone, boom, 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 the pizza's there. Um, in America, they're actually now doing they're delivering the pizza by self-driving cars for Domino, which is just crazy. So. <laughs> I think um, if you want to be successful in real estate 2022, you've literally got to progress more closer towards a technology company. You can't leave this, you know, the humanized side, obviously, because, you know, real estate is about relationships and people, not computers or houses, by the way. It's nothing to do with houses. It's to do with relationships. But in order to increase the probability and the frequency of creating those relationships, technology is the way forward. Dismiss it at your peril. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, um, Sean and Edward, for your time today. Uh, it's getting, I would imagine, close to hitting the bars and the pubs uh, over there now, over in Australia. So um, really appreciate your time. Um, and thank you very much to uh, to Stephen. Thank you. And thank you, Edward. Thank you, Sean. And thank you for hosting us again um, in May. Um, you're amazing, guys. Really are. Love what you're doing. Love... Um, the prominence that you're getting in all the magazines and your name out there and what you're doing for your clients. Um, it's amazing. So keep it going. Thank you. Yeah, and say hello to Shannon from us as well. The, the linchpin of the operation. Yeah. Don't, forget, don't forget Karen as well. She keeps it rocking too. <laughs> Karen, loads of love, Karen. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So it's, uh, it's a goodbye from all of us and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks guys. Bye.